0: Hello, and welcome to the R2DP Road to Discovery podcast, ending the stigma of weight loss surgery with Steph, a.k.a. Bariatric Warrior. Bex, a.k.a. Becoming Bex. Nicole, a.k.a. Spooky BSG Barbie. And Cass, yes, a.k.a. Queen Sparkle Steve. We are here to talk about everything weight loss surgery related, the good, the bad, and the ugly to end the stigma. So come join us on this road to discovery. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another R2DP podcast episode. We got a, a Bex healing next to me right now. She goes home tomorrow. And we have the lovely Heather. And Heather had a VSG And she has a little bit of an interesting story prior to VSG as well that, uh, I felt like was really good to share, especially because she might have some sort of different, I guess, I don't know if I would call it struggles, but like, I guess different like obstacles or maybe something to have in the toolbox consideration post VSG. So yeah, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I am Heather. Um, I got VSG on January 31st of this year, 2023. And, uh, prior to that, five and a half years ago, I am a kidney and liver transplant recipient. Mm -hmm. So that's super high level, uh, kind of, I guess my, uh, my considerations in a lot of what I do now but um it certainly doesn't stop me whatsoever so uh, yeah I'm uh I'm in my 30s I'm in Minnesota where it's maybe gonna get warm someday <laughs> I, we had 80 like two weeks ago and it was incredible I'd like that back. so yeah <laughs>
0: If you don't mind sharing, what was your heaviest weight and what is your current weight?
1: Yeah, my heaviest weight was 270, somewhere right in there. Um, and then my current weight, I'm in a stall between 206 and 204. So,
0: so basically, basically almost 70 pounds. Bye. (laughs) Awesome. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. And you were uh, about so,
1: 10, 11, almost 11 weeks out now. So,
0: nice. so you're just a little berry baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there any like difference in terms of like the process of getting to your sleeve um, in terms of like pre-op testing that you had to have done because you have transplants?
1: yeah so to to answer that a bit i'm gonna go back and just kind of tell a a high level of my my transplant story in that um i was diagnosed when i was two and a half with primary hyperoxaluria type 2 which is a super rare kidney disorder that actually originates in your liver and causes a mass amount of kidney stones Mm -hmm. um i had kidney failure acutely at 20 years old back in 2010 and um, was on dialysis for 11 months got on the list by a miracle I regained 50% function um, and was able to kind of ride that out had a whole bunch more kidney stones surgeries for those kidney stones and in 2016 I was told that I would need a transplant probably Within the next couple of years, for sure. So I started to get worked up for that again. was relisted in April of 2017 with some time on the list, Um, needing a kidney and a new liver to prevent the disorder from taking out another organ. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... That that resulted in a transplant in October of twenty seventeen, and I was on dialysis for about a month there um Since then, for the most part, there hasn't been anything too bad. I had norovirus for nine months, but um my during my transplant surgery, my kidney took a little bit of a knocking too, and so I've had lower kidney function than most people, um, and that's just been my norm. And I'm doing fine with it, um, but the the creatinine, the kidney function level that's typically tested in your blood um, is a major factor that they keep a huge eye on um, and was a, a big thing that they had to do a lot of testing for to make sure that my kidney would do well through the surgery, um, that my liver, my liver's been good all along, so it wasn't too much of a concern, um, but they they keep a closer eye on me than most other folks mm-hmm. in terms of my kidney function and, and other numbers, just to make certain that I'm definitely getting all the right nutrition, so
0: definitely. that's
1: definitely uh, something that they had to take a look at, and I got my surgery at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and the team there is absolutely incredible um and because I'm a transplant patient, I had to work in conjunction with the transplant doctors. But they have this incredible surgeon who has um kind of pioneered the uh, program for primarily for kidney transplant patients but also for uh, liver transplant patients, too, between Dr. Heimbach and Dr. Dewan, um, trying to help people lose weight before a transplant okay. in a lot of cases, because the list has a lot of really stringent um, parameters in terms of who can be listed. And it's important to make sure that people will do as well as possible afterwards. So I had kind of a special case even there because I was getting this whole... Surgery and this process done post transplant, Mm -hmm. which a lot of transplant medications can really just mess with your system and uh, assist in weight gain,
0: yeah, which
1: is not fun. But that extra weight gain was putting extra pressure on my kidney, especially, and so there was concern for the longevity of this kidney, and um, so that was another kind of point in the pros direction in terms of getting bariatric surgery but um that was uh, as a part of the testing process I had to do a number of tests greater than the average person
0: definitely did you have to come off of any of your medications like a period of time before surgery
1: Luckily, I didn't. I just had to switch one of my medications to a different form. Um, Cellcept is a pretty common immunosuppressant um, that I was on, just a generic version, but they switched me to a coded version because it can cause acid reflux, which I have dealt mm. with for a long time.
0: Definitely. And Cellcept is a medication that they usually give people with myasthenia gravis. Actually, oh, is that? Yeah, it's Sorry. actually it's actually treat treats a neuro disease too.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I know people with lupus can have it as well. Um, in terms of that's something that can help them. So it's kind of a, a multi use medication, but it's got pros and cons, Definitely. as with many medications.
0: And then I guess when did you have to do like the liver shrinking diet?
1: I did. So Mayo Clinic has a, it was a little bit of a challenge. They have a program for regular folks who haven't had transplant. Mm
0: -hmm. They have a
1: program for pre-transplant folks that maybe don't have the best liver or kidney function.
0: And now they had to create a whole new one for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, basically. It was like, well, you're kind of in between because you're past uh, the transplant, but you're not normal. But you're not on dialysis and you don't have diabetes and all this stuff. And so they were like, you know, just like run stuff by us and we'll eventually get this figured
0: out. Right. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> they were great to work with, though, and always available, which was really helpful. But yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did they... So I did
1: a a week of full liquids oh. two weeks prior and then a week of clear liquids the week before
0: oh god <laughs> and then
1: reverse that after yeah they have a longer process to reintroduce foods definitely
0: but, yeah. Ugh, i'll always give kudos to those who had to do the full the liquids two weeks prior and then afterwards again yeah <laughs> <laughs> did they have any concerns about when they went into surgery you know like lifting up your liver I know that they like lift it up to get to your stomach and stuff like possibly yeah. like being more careful to not injure
1: to some extent yes it wasn't as much the injury factor as because of the liver transplant if anybody's interested you can look up by a Lexus or Mercedes cut for a liver transplant that'll give you the idea. But I have from my sternum or my, yeah, just below my, um, breast down and then kind of triangles out just to give an idea of what that looks like, but they cut through all of my ab muscles. And so there's a lot of, um, scar tissue in there. Mm -hmm. Also, I can't do a sit-up to save my life it just, it doesn't happen. But that said, the, the scar tissue was um trickier to navigate for the surgeon. Um And so it just, that added complexity. Plus, they didn't know if there was going to be scar tissue surrounding my stomach, surrounding my liver. And so the day before, as we're going over all the possible complications, whatever, he said, there's like a maybe 5 to 10% chance we won't be able to do anything. Hmm. And there's, you know, like a 20% chance we might have to open you up further if we can't do it laparoscopic. But thank goodness he was able to get it all done laparoscopically, so it was pretty minimally invasive.
0: That's good. I'm glad that that they went in and they were able to do the surgery without complications, et cetera. That's awesome. Yeah, for Hmm. sure. And how has your post-op been?
1: Post-op has been a a journey, as most would say, (laughs) but it's been overall good. Um, I, of course, had a a slower food reintroduction series of phases. Um, I had the, the week after was full clear liquids, just clear liquids. The next week was full liquids, and at about... Halfway through that week, my stomach started saying, nah-uh, to mm. protein shakes. And I was like, okay, well, I need protein. Yeah. <laughs> this has got to happen. So I started having some ground beef or ground turkey that I would just chew really, really well. Um, and so I kind of started into the pureed stage a little early, Um, and, and with the soft foods just transitioned slightly earlier than they would have liked necessarily, but, um, it, it all went pretty smoothly. I couldn't do eggs for a little while. Now they're a piece of cake. My stomach isn't mad about it. I've found that I can now go back to some protein shakes, some that I had before my stomach still will not tolerate but I found like core power.
0: Oh, the fair uh, life. Yeah.
1: The fair life pro the 42 gram one Mm -hmm. that, that I can do. So that's super helpful. But as of last Tuesday, whatever it was a week and a half ago, um, I've been able to do full foods. Everything's on, on the possible list. And, um, I'm feeling really good about continuing to make good food choices. So that food-wise, overall, pretty good. That's Um, good. Yeah, liquids here and there have been a challenge. I went through a period that I actually had to call Steph because for the first time ever, I experienced some vertigo. And that is not fun at all. I do not recommend it. Um, I just ended up in the ER and got some fluids and they gave me a medication that helped with the vertigo, um, and some Zofran and that really kind of took care of it, but I just needed that boost on, on fluids. And, um, obviously dehydration is always a concern for any bariatric patient. It's triply concerning for me
0: because, because of the, kidney, the stuff. kidney Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was, that was pretty scary, but, um, only in the fact of I need to get fluids now.
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely.
1: So, but as far as like working out and stuff, I was, um, a little frustrated because I am an impatient person in terms of healing. Um, (laughs) I've been through the gamut of medical things. (laughs)
0: she's pointing at herself
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I know I'm not alone (laughs) but I've definitely been through some medical stuff some surgeries and I always just want to be better now yeah um and so I I was careful not to push myself too hard where I needed to go to the hospital but I definitely wanted to like keep up and and walk around and i had a work trip i had to go to vegas and i did a ton of walking but i had to stop a a few times
0: she went to this really cool alien like place where like it was a grocery store and everything was named weird
1: (laughs) yeah that was area 15 they had the meow wolf installation there for the supermarket and that was pretty sweet but yeah, my feet were done. It was as much walking every single day as I usually do at the Minnesota State Fair, which is saying something because that's the U.S.'s biggest state fair. So uh, yeah. it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm, I'm able to walk a mile a day, no problem. I got two miles in today because it was nice enough outside. Nice. So yeah, it's, it's been, uh, progressively better and, um, I'm just glad I did this Yeah, for so many reasons.
0: <laughs> have you been able to get off of any medications you were previously on? Like, did you have any other like comorbidities, like high blood pressure, PCOS, et cetera?
1: Um, I have migraines and I still have them, but I do feel like they have led up to a significant degree. Um, that, that has been helpful. I haven't had to take my rescue med as often. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I Which one do you- can't tell because I sleep alone, but I think my sleep apnea is better. There's nobody to tell me I'm snoring like a freight train or, or anything. So, <laughs> But, um, and um, my acid reflux has been a little bit of a journey. Um, it started to come back. Really, I had a few incidences uh, probably two weeks out, um, but they just switched me to a different medication that okay. sh- seems to be helping. So I I was really on minimal medications, given that I'm a transplant patient. Do you have a gallbladder? uh, Gallbladder was removed when I had my liver liver.
0: and
1: kidney replaced. So they just, it's one more thing to hook up. So they didn't do it. And (laughs) And you
0: don't need it anyways.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. So one last thing I have to worry about as a post-bariatric patient. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, so it was not necessarily less medications, but less incidence of the issues I had previously and prevented more of the um, gout and diabetes and some other things. Little bit of high blood pressure, but not anything they would have medicated.
0: Yeah.
1: And right. now it's down to normal. That's
0: so. good. And and yeah. of course, of course, you now have that extra weight off of your kidney. So it's oh, yeah. way better so, now.
1: Yeah. My two month appointment, my surgeon and my nephrologist were blown away
0: Aww. by
1: the improvement to my creatinine or that, that kidney function blood marker um, and, and how fast it had improved in the two months because I was up to 2.8. On a bad day, and my norm uh, at the beginning of transplant was like 1.7, 2.0, and it's back to 2.0. And that was five and a half years ago.
0: Wow. See, so, weight loss surgery is beneficial for everything.
1: So many things. So many it's things. amazing. <laughs> I get to avoid dialysis and having to wait for another kidney. Yep. And I'm so thankful for this one. I want to make it last as long as possible.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do they feel like you may need another one in your lifetime?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, how kidneys work with transplant is you, the uh, medications are filtered through your kidneys. Yeah. and They damage your kidney over time. It's just how it works because of the medications that they have to prescribe to keep your body from fighting it.
0: Definitely. And do they have you on steroids as well? Like, or is that- No, no steroids.
1: Okay. Yeah. They found a close enough match. I didn't need any steroids. That's good. So that's huge.
0: <laughs> what has been your favorite non-skill victory?
1: I would say fitting into clothes that I really enjoyed in the past that I have not been able to get into in a year and a half, almost two years, and feeling really comfortable in that. Um, And, and kind of on the same hand as a, a dual thing, um, Having more appreciation for my body and what it's done for me in the past and what it does for me now.
0: Definitely, you're yeah. a, you're you're a warrior. You're a survivor. You're a badass. <laughs> <laughs> she also looked freaking amazing, and when she got to dress up for her little conference that she had in Vegas. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Go out with my mermaid hair. Yes,
0: with her mermaid hair. <laughs> Her hair is blue. It's awesome.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> and what do you what are you looking forward to most in the next few months?
1: I am looking forward to um going through summer and having it warm and feel comfortable enough in my body to wear shorts for the first time. And I can't remember how long, um, that's, that's going to be a a huge NSD for me because for so long you get the summer legs and just get, um, rubbing of my thighs. And it would be so uncomfortable. And I'm getting to the point where like, you know what? I think by summer I'll feel comfortable enough to wear shorts like actually wear shorts instead of pants the entire summer and I'm like almost 75 percent Swedish so I'm like really really pale (laughs) (laughs)
0: and
1: uh, I could use a little color on my legs
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm really pale too so you know and I live in the state that has no sun so yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just that NSD of being more comfortable in myself and, and going out and dressing more appropriately for the weather without being uncomfortable.
0: Definitely. You're, you're missing something, though. You're missing something super important that happens in five months.
1: Well, yeah, that's not in the next couple months, though, friend. Well,
0: I said future. <laughs> future could be oh, any okay. amount of time. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I have have a few things I'm super excited about in the future. One that's a little further away from the other one. Um, I get to go to the JBY Bariatric Awards and meet Steph in person. And back if she'll be there in person.
0: And Allie's flying with you.
1: And Allie's flying with me. I'm so excited that I have somebody in the state that I know that'll fly with me. I I can fly alone, no problem. But it's always way more fun when you have somebody with you.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: But I get to meet so many amazing people. I'm so pumped for it just to enjoy time with these people who have all worked so freaking hard to get where they're at. And like everybody cares so much about lifting each other up and, and, you know, making good choices for themselves. And it's just amazing. So I'm super pumped for that. I'm also going to go meet one of the Benchies in August and hang out. So I'm super excited about that. And, um, uh, yeah, so many things. And then, um, I also just have to mention, cause My work has a big yearly employee event in Vegas every December, and I get to go back and see people I met last December at not terribly far off from my highest weight, and uh, just get to blow them all away, so. They're
0: not even (laughs) going to recognize you anymore. Right? (laughs) They're like, wait, Heather? Oh my god, you look amazing! (laughs)
1: Right? Yep. But you right looked
0: time. amazing even at your heaviest. Let's let's be real.
1: It'll yeah. just be so much easier to go places yeah, move and around to walk, and walk. because mm-hmm. Vegas is a big walking city.
0: Definitely. It'll
1: be just easier on my body. So, I'm looking forward to that too.
0: Definitely.
1: But also DC.
0: Yes. <laughs> DC walking city too. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm excited. And it feels yeah. it's like I like think about it and I'm like September so far away, but it's really not.
1: I know this month is almost already gone. So,
0: so wild. wild. Oh. <laughs> so wild. Yeah. Oh, alarms are going off. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you have to stick to a med schedule. Oh uh, yeah. Post-op uh, plastics. Uh, Uh, Are you, are you considering skin removal in the way future? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, I have had an apron for years. Um, and I am ready to get rid of that once I get to a place that it makes sense to do that. Um, also considering a few other areas, but We'll see when it comes closer, where I'm at, because who knows what things will look like when I'm going to the place that I want to with this yes, journey.
0: Definitely. <laughs> and and also, like, one thing, like, when I went for my console and, like, Bex had her surgery is, like, your mind might change because that one surgery sure. may actually help those certain areas, you know. Exactly. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, because you could go into it thinking that, oh yeah, I want these things, but then, like, do I really need that? You know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. But again, (laughs) that is a very personal journey as well, and up to choice. You know, a lot of people don't care to have skin removal; they're perfectly fine you know keeping their loose skin and I think that's amazing and that's beautiful in itself and then on the other hand you have that you have the people who can't afford it and it's unfortunate because those are the people that you know want it and need it because it affects their you know mobility rashes etc so I hope in the future by, you know, talking about these things and ending the stigma of both weight loss surgery and, you know, skin removal after extreme weight loss, you know, maybe insurances will wake the fuck up and be like, okay, fine. You know, Yeah. this is, this is for, this is for bettering quality of health, like quality of life yeah. and health and everything.
1: And on that note, I had to actually switch jobs to be able to afford surgery because oh. my job wasn't. The insurance wasn't going to cover it at all it would have been 15 grand
0: yeah yeah i
1: don't know who has 15 grand laying around these days
0: <laughs> I, I don't know i i probably spent like over a 100 grand my entire journey because of all of the surgeries i had to have because my insurance yeah. is fucking awful yeah even even now like i thought i had really good insurance but no, apparently not uh yeah. Yeah. So definitely lots of obstacles, a lot of, you know, barriers and I'm hoping, definitely. you know by all of us sharing our journeys, sharing, you know, our stories and being part of this awesome community, you know, things change in the future for you know, the bari- not only the bariatric community, but for a lot in healthcare because, you know, healthcare care healthcare's yeah. always healthcare's always been bad. And then COVID yeah. happened and then everyone's eyes opened up about how bad it was, but we haven't seen right. the change and the fix yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we we yeah. can we can wish and dream, but we gotta put in that action and spread that awareness and be advocates to make things actually happen. So
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: What is what is one thing that you Uh, one bit of advice you would give someone considering bariatric surgery?
1: Talk to a whole bunch of wonderful people who have had it and get an idea of where you're at and if this is something that you're ready for Mm -hmm. because... It's a lot of work. It is far from the easy way out of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but build that community, even if it's not your your family, your friends now, get involved. Get a part of the the community, whatever community you want to be a part of, but definitely talk to other bariatric patients because their insight is absolutely invaluable. There's so many different clinics out there and they have, you know, different policies and whatnot and everybody's different and everybody's journey is different, but um get, get some sort of a sense of community, some people to stand behind you and who only want the best for you that actually want the best for you.
0: Definitely. Because...
1: It's not an easy journey, but it is so worth
0: it. Yeah. And it's important to have that because this journey is very much like ninety percent mindset. And if oh, you absolutely. if you don't if you don't work on that prior to this surgery it's yeah. gonna be a whole a hell of a lot harder for you. Um yeah. so therapy is wonderful. Everyone should do therapy. Before, yeah. before, during, after um oh yeah you know but having having that right people around your table don't go Mm -hmm. on Facebook don't go in those Facebook groups unless you join unless you join Benchies just go be a Benchie that's all that's that's, yeah you know Uh, but (laughs) but all the other Facebook groups just don't do it because it's a nightmare they're very judgmental and like they're not they're not the people you want at your table um but no. you know the, the instagram, the Instagram community, the Benchies, you know the very ma- very nation very goals um yeah tribe, there's so many good resources on Instagram, and you know yeah. having that community, you won't feel alone, and yeah. if you have a question, like there's so many people that will be there for you to answer that and it, it'll it right. just make your, it'll make your journey that much more successful because you have that support.
1: Yeah. And I would double down and say, as a secondary, educate yourself,
0: educate oh, yeah.
1: the crap out of yourself, research. do all the research yes. and, and go to resources like the Benchies, the, you know, there's so many out there. We've, mm-hmm. we've really established some really fantastic groups within, um, Instagram with the tribe and, and some of the others you mentioned, but make sure that you're getting really good, um, professionally backed information.
0: Yeah. Because there's so many other, there's so many wrong information out there. There's lots of myths out there. Um, and yeah, obviously, you know, go to your, go to your surgeon first, see what they say, because they're your doctor, like, but right. There are there are guidelines and it's mostly based on, I guess, old statistics or, you know, that everyone is bundled into this. But, you know, everyone's different. So, yes, there's that thing about can you use a straw? Well, yes, you can use a straw. But if it causes you, you know, pain, don't do it. Clearly, wait, you know, (laughs) but like. That's not going to be everyone, so exactly. Yeah, so you yeah. you have to kind of take some of it with a grain of salt, but you also have to you have to do your research and talk to people in the community because there's a lot your surgeons don't talk about. Yeah, I mean they're just there to do your surgery.
1: <laughs>
0: right, they didn't go through it themselves. exactly
1: and if you have an amazing surgeon they'll say hey we're here to help you afterwards no matter what yeah even if it's it's not with you know further surgery but those are the really stellar ones that go out of their way to you know go above and
0: beyond definitely (laughs) definitely so Well, I want to thank you so much for, you know, taking a little bit out of your day to talk to me and share your story with your transplants and how that played a part in your weight loss journey. And everything's fun and exciting coming up in the future for you. And I can't wait to see you. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you, Steph. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Heather. Um, Also, you can find Heather on Instagram. You want to share your Instagram name?
1: Yeah, that is, this is heather.vsg.
0: Yes. She also Twitch streams, you know. Got her, yes. Got, got her into that. That would be that. Feather Weather. Go look out Feather Twitch. Weather on Twitch, you know, if you like Pokemon and gaming and stuff. Uh, and she also yeah. plays Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Yes. Yep. Well, love you, girl. I hope you have a good Sunday. Get some sleep.
1: Yeah, I love you, too. You guys take care and back's heal up.
0: Definitely. All right, bye.
1: Bye.
0: Thank you for joining R2DP Road to Discovery podcast, ending the stigma of weight loss surgery. Please join us next time for our next podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that follow button and that bell to receive notifications when we upload our next and leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're interested in supporting us, you can become a Patreon and we do have that link in our bios on our Instagram and we will also share that with you it's just patreon.com r2dp there's some special perks in there that you might see um, there's different tier levels and each tier has its certain perks you will get a exclusive sticker if you sign up for the first tier you will also get to hear the podcast two days before everyone else and the perks go on from there so again thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time Bye, R2D peers.